Ladies and gentlemen, all across the world, our youth is our future. Raising the bar, raising the bar, making moves that count. Moves that count. That's right. We raising the bar, making moves that count. Moves that count. Here we go, Verbally Effective Episode 8, and I am in the studio with one of my favorite Pisces in the world, Michael Mosby. What's going on? Nina, what it do? Mr. Mosby, your birthday is tomorrow. How do you feel? I feel young. I feel young, young, but I feel old, too. Why is that? I don't understand. I feel young because, man, I'm going to be 35. I feel old because I was playing basketball Friday with my players and not even nothing seriously. I was just, man, messing around, jumped up to get the ball, came down, twisted my leg. Now I got this big brace on my leg. And- Speaking of the big brace on your leg, so Mike got here at the station before me. So I pulled up to the parking lot. I'm walking. I'm thinking he's going to meet me at the front doors. And I see this man with his legs sticking out of the car with like this big brace thing on it. I said, I know that's not Mike in my mind, right? But it was Mike. Ain't but you good. It's just a little, a little, just a little banged up. Elderly bang. Yeah, a little banged. You she know you can't me do it like you used to. I'm not crippled. You're not, not crippled. I'm just hurt. It's different. Okay, Mr. Mosby. You know, you're one of my good friends. We do a lot of work together with different projects. But what I want you to do at this time, tell people about your nonprofit, Raising the Bar. Raising the Bar Community Development. Man, that joint, um, I started in 2006. I'll give you a brief history on it. I started in 2006. It started just as a uh, program. I was uh, inspired to speak to boys in schools. Uh, man, a good friend of mine, he's was the principal at Hickory Ridge Middle School. Uh, he was like, man, you know, you can start nonprofits, you know, and make money and, like, make a living off of this kind of stuff. I didn't know nothing about no nonprofit then. I was like, man, tell me more. Mm-hmm. So uh, he told me more about it, and, man, I was like, you know what, that would be interesting. So Raising the Bar was a program where I just go in and speak to boys, and uh, it turned into a non full-blown nonprofit years later. Uh, man, we are the bar is actually an acronym for behavior, attitude, and responsibility. Uh, we got current programs going right now. Three programs going. We got a life skills mentoring program where we provide one-on-one mentoring for boys. So they come by reference of parents, teachers, counselors, principals, pastors, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, we, we spend a lot of time with them, you know. And then we have an after-school music program, which mm-hmm. is raw music. It's currently at Jeter Middle School, which I'm currently the football coach, the head football coach <laughs> in that joint where I mess my leg a bit. Uh, the after-school program, uh, we teach the boys music production. So we teach mm-hmm. uh, them vocal vocal production, songwriting, piano, live and studio production, beat making, recording, sampling, et cetera, et cetera. That joint is pretty live. And then we have a sports program that we do in the spring and the summertime where we host seven-on-seven football camps mm-hmm. for middle school-age boys. You so look, we've been Yeah, we've been, we've been in the city. We've been grinding, man, uh, this year is our first year standing alone under our own funding, mm. uh, and that feels pretty amazing right now. So mm-hmm. Now, I've been watching your snaps, watching your social media with the the program that you have for music development, and I see a lot of musician friends 
from our Locked and Loaded events participating. And it looks like the boys are really engaged. I mean, does it just seem like, you know, outside of the sports and things that you do with them and motivational speaking, that music is something that kind of pulls them in? Music does bring them in. The crazy thing about it, and uh, those boys don't have a, a lick of musical talent. Mm-hmm. But man, after like several weeks in the program, I was tripping because yesterday uh, one of our boys was playing an actual song. Mm-hmm. And last week uh, in our piano class, the group of boys that's there, they're able to tell the difference between a major and a minor chord by ear. And like it's some professional musicians, some older adults can't even do that. Mm-hmm. So they locked in, man. They locked in. It's music, so it's like a universal, mm-hmm. man, thing that brings everybody together. But, like, these boys are locked in for sure, for mm-hmm. sure, for sure. Now, how long is that program going to go on? Uh, the program is going to be until May. Uh, in May, I'm going to invite you to it because in May, the end of May, we're going to do a Locked and Loaded production as uh, far as uh, schools is concerned. So we're gonna, it's going to be May 19th. Uh, I'm looking at having a Hadaloo Theater right now, but – I'll let you know for sure, but we're going to showcase everything that mm-hmm. has transpired during the course of these uh, weeks that we have the boys with. They're going to showcase their talent. Oh, that's gonna it's going to be, be crazy. Nice. They're going to have like their own songs, performing, singing, mm-hmm. and like I'm definitely going to invite y'all to that zone for sure because okay. you're my partner. So I'm you got to be there. I'll be there. Now, let me ask you a question. Now, what are the age ranges that you normally work with? In your program, on a regular, I work with middle school, high school age kids. So like middle anywhere school, between twelve, thirteen, all the way up to seventeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get younger boys. That's we put them in a one-on-one mentoring, the life skills program. They be mm-hmm. about five, six, seven. Mm-hmm. So we kind of service boys, man, between five all the way up to seventeen. So I have mm-hmm. some young, slick, grown men, eighteen, <laughs> nineteen, but uh, typically. Middle school, high school, for sure. And this is like, this is not even millennials. We're talking about Generation Z at this point, the right. the, the generation that you cater to. What do you see that's on the minds of Generation Z right now? A lot of things on their mind. A, one thing is on their mind, they're trying to figure us out. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Uh, they're like trying to see, they're looking at us now and trying to see, when I say us, our generation, the generation mm-hmm. above, the, the adults. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to figure out, man, how they get life like that or is if life is like this. I had a kid tell me, ask me the other day, he's like, man, coach, let me ask you something. I was like, what's up? He said, man, isn't being an adult boring? He's <laughs> like, man, dog, <laughs> sometimes paying them bills get boring like mm-hmm. a mother, but they, and they like, that's what they're interested in. They're interested in what, where they're going to be 10, 20 years from now. That's just on a, I say an interview answer. Mm-hmm. The real answer is like, man, them folk, they don't know what they want. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They just on that phone, just, right? I know they glued to that phone. They on YouTube. They on mm-hmm. uh, Snapchat. They on, man, everything. They on videos and, and football. Do so you, they, I mean, do you ever see, I mean, as far as like dating and them interacting with young ladies, do you see them communicating with with girls face to face? Because I, I hear a lot that Generation Z do a lot of, you know, texting, like no face to face interaction. Maybe very seldom face to face. Everything is covered on text and all of these social media platforms. They do. They do the face to face thing. You have some parents, like in middle school, you have some parents who do the thing where they actually like allow their kids to go to the movies together. Some mm-hmm. on they look 
date. It'd be group dates or whatever. But they spend a lot of time texting. I doubt it if they talk to him on the phone. I doubt it if they they don't even really talk to him at school. You know what I'm saying? Some kind of way is like, man, how does your girlfriend then? Because like, y'all don't even talk, bro. Right. So, and, and and crazily though, like a lot of these middle school age kids be man talking about smashing a lot. That's so what they into. They, they smashing, so they like, man, no, nah, coach, that's just man, that's just a little junk that I'm smashing. What's nigga? You? Do you give 12. them advice? Do they they smashing at twelve though, man. They are smashing it. I start I start smashing at twelve. So. Okay, so look, not much has changed. So <laughs> I mean, do you give them advice about these sex talks? I do. You know? I tell them. I tell them. I try to tell them. Like, man, y'all can wait on that. You know what I'm saying? Like my 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 word to them is like, man, listen. Honestly, and we just we had real talk with them. So I just tell them, man, hey, it's gonna be there. I promise you. Mm-hmm. You focus on like getting your grades, like getting to the NFL, doing what you gotta do, man. That ain't going nowhere. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We talking about that cat. So like right. I tell them, man, it's it's not going nowhere. Like I promise you, mm-hmm. it's not gonna go nowhere. Don't make that a focus because man, at the end of the day, like man, you're gonna be wasting your time. What you mess around getting pregnant or something, mm-hmm. man, coach, man, I, I be strapping up, man. Look, what you mess around get a disease, man, coach, I be strapped, bro. Diseases go right through that joint. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What if the condom busts? Mm-hmm. You know, then what? Like man, coach, man, I ain't think about all that right now. I just gotta get it. Like nah, dog. Like trust me. It's going to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it ain't going nowhere, man. So just focus your energy and your time in other places. That's mm-hmm. my real conversation with them. I like, know. Man, it's going to be there. Like, like, don't even worry about it. Though. I promise you. And I get it. I get it. I get you got to have it. I get you want it. Mm-hmm. I get if you got Especially access to it. Especially if it's new to them, you man, know. I get it. But mm-hmm. however, take it from y'all coach, man. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, Nigga, child support real. Okay. Like, baby mama drama real. Like, dude, like, it can wait, like, for sure. My mama used to tell us when we was younger, she would be like, don't let your little head control your big head. Well, I didn't listen. You didn't listen. I did not listen, man. <laughs> you so. know what my daddy used to tell me? He said, you know what? All of Because it, it was me and my sisters. My, my brother, he was off to the Army at that point. But, you know, we were all, you know, attractive young ladies, new to the city. So my dad would always used to preach us. And he was like, you want to know anything about a nigga? You ask me because I'm a nigga and I'm going to tell you the truth. He said, now what y'all have is power in the pink do you know what pink is? And we like, yes, daddy. <laughs> it's power in the pink. And we be like, okay, daddy. But some of that stuff doesn't resonate until you get older. True. You know, we knew what he was trying to say. We would be kind of embarrassed because my dad has always been very blunt with us. But I think that that's important in a young lady's life as well as these young men that you talk to and you being a coach, a mentor. You know, some of them may not have their fathers in their lives right now. Do you do you have a lot of kids Man, like that? Uh, I would say 90% of our participants. 90? That's a high percentage. in their life. Like, honestly, I've been coaching at GD. This is my fifth year, and this has been – the year where we had the most male participation. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking like six men, though. <laughs> like, really? No, you would think that he finna say like, man, 25. No, mm-hmm. I'm talking like six to eight men. That's the most we've had in regards to male participation. You and get that's a lot how of many mamas. kids? You got six? That's to- 25 to 30 kids. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? You got mm-hmm. a lot of mamas. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't really get, when the community that we're in, you don't get that much support from parents, period. Mm-hmm. But, man, you got a lot more moms than dads, for sure. 
Indeed, indeed, you're dealing with a lot with Generation Z. And not only that, but the recent shootings in Parkland, Florida, where a young man killed 17 people in the school. These kids are really standing up to the NRA at this point, to President Trump. I saw the newscast yesterday. You know, a lot of uh, parents and kids that were affected by gun violence in the schools were telling Trump, you know, their thoughts on how they feel that these gun laws should change, how we should, you know, navigate through gun control. And one of the suggestions Trump made at the end was actually getting teachers to carry guns. And I know that you've been in the school systems a long time. What do you feel about that? Do you think that's an option? Honestly, my honest thoughts about it is I get the logic behind it. Um, It's not that far-fetched. Well, I get the logic behind it. It, it all depends on how you're going about doing it. It may be a smart thing because at the end of the day, like, man, sadly, you back in the day, you wouldn't think that going to school, you now you actually got to pray every day, like, man, I hope I don't get shot today. You know what I'm saying? As a teacher, you went and you taught, you know? So now I'm pretty sure these teachers got to be like, man, hoping like, man, like, even myself, like, going to school, my hope, man, some. Young fool don't just had a great idea to just start shooting the place up. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's something you can't control. You can't control when the next mass shooting going to happen. You can't control when the next, like, whatever, whatever gun violence you have in the school. You, when, you can't control none of that stuff. But you can control how can you either prevent it or protect yourself from it. Mm-hmm. So I think from a preventive perspective and a protection perspective, it's not a far fetch, like you said, like, or it's not a bad idea. Hey, I don't like the place it's coming from because I think that, like. <laughs> Trump, you're not a yeah, Trump it's fan. Like, you, there's never no pure motives behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, B, I don't trust the government. Mm-hmm. C, man, the sad, the, the scary part about it, if Lil Pook and them, you know what I'm saying, Lil Ray Ray and all them it's, get mad at the teacher and they know her gun, a bunch of that joint. I didn't think about that. You took my phone. I'm about to shoot you. Not with, not with my gun, but yours. They could so, take over a teacher, a, a, maybe a female, even a male. Yeah. You know, these kids are bold. Yeah. But you know what Trump said today? He said, even with this whole idea that he wants to offer bonuses to teachers who will go through a special training to maneuver in a situation such as a mass shooting. So he really trying to... You know, pump this idea up. But let's let's just be real, though. Let's be real. Where are the mass shootings happening? Have you had a mass shooting in any hood school here in Memphis? I don't know. It's not in the hood schools. The mass shooting's not happening in the hood. (laughs) No. First of all, ain't no hood kids got AR-15s. True. Or access to them. Mm -hmm. Like, the the mass shooting has happened in the suburbs. That's what they've in, been happening. In, in, in the places like Carrierville and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So him offering bonuses to those teachers, you offering bonuses to those teachers who are working in the suburbs in case a mass shooting happened. What about offering bonuses to teachers who working in the hood where they got to break up fights every day, where man, they getting cussed out, they getting called bitches and hoes every day. What about offering bonuses to those teachers, mm-hmm. those teachers who actually go beyond teaching, mm-hmm. those teachers who actually pick up kids from school, mm-hmm. cold kids, feed kids, mm-hmm. offer bonuses to kids like that. So, so 
if you think of it, he's offering bonuses to go do this special programming. If it's going to do that, then open it up for every educator that's out there mm -hmm. to get a bonus because you got a bunch of educators who are working in poverty environments, like bottom percent schools, and they actually doing the best that they can. But like you, you working for an ultimate government educational system who has already like put it out there for us to fail. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. like, if you're going to offer bonuses, man, offer bonuses where it counts. I bet you, man, out of every 50 student, I bet they parent out of every 50 of them, I bet it's only, I would say, 5 to 10 who know who's on the board of education. Mm. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you that. Or yet alone, who knows who's the assistant principal is at their school. Mm. Like, I see a lot of parents even coming in our school where – like, man, they, they don't know nothing. They know me. They know Cole Mike. But you don't take the time to get to know the guidance counselor, the principals, the teachers, mm -hmm. and so on and so forth because you don't care. Mm -hmm. You don't care. So, like, my salute to my, my heart goes out to the teachers that actually care because you got a lot of them don't. They just doing a check. But the ones who care, my, I'm, I see them. Like, I'm like, man, dang it. Any day now they could come in and be like whatever they want. Mm -hmm. Trump is passing the gun laws. Uh, Y'all got to go take these special classes that's going to cost you more money or whatever. Like, they'll come in, man. Or oh, you ain't got a job no more. So, mm -hmm. like, he, the, 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 the states, the country decided to, <laughs> man, make all schools private, whatever. You know, so you, it's, it's just my hat, my heart, and my hat goes out to them for sure. Yeah, this is going to be a very interesting situation because the way that those kids articulated themselves and spoke up for themselves, I mean, I, my, my hat goes off to them because they are the victims in this situation from last week. And it, it just seems like this Generation Z we have, they like, we're we going to make the change. So I'm all for it. We're going to see what happens. We're going to see what happens. Well, Mike, you've always spoken passionately about your nonprofit, Raising the Bar, and you've always said a phrase since I've known you, make moves that count. How did make moves count come about? Make moves that a lot of things I do stem from probably the places I was hurt or disappointed at the most. Mm -hmm. Like that's where I get a lot of my branding from, Raising the Bar, the brand, mm -hmm. Locked and Loaded, a brand, make moves that count, a brand, and uh, make moves that count came from, man, uh, I was in a relationship. And I was uh, actually, um, man, this first time I would say that I went all out for a woman. I was like still building, trying to build my program. I was back in Memphis trying to build my program. And I was like, I was doing what I had to do with the program at the same time trying to make somebody happy. And the program, I was doing stuff that would seem pointless to a person who don't give a care about it or you know what I'm saying it would it would be like man whatever like what are you doing that for mm -hmm. so in in one of our ending arguments the phrase came up because I was going to schools for free you know what I'm saying I was doing a lot of stuff for free mm -hmm. and I was just doing what I had to do keep my foot in the door collecting data like it was hard you know what working I'm saying? on building very, your it was nonprofit. very hard though mm -hmm. but it wasn't lucrative at the time Right. It's not lucrative at the time. And I was told in an argument, what you doing don't count. I said, you know what? That stuck with me. I said, that stuck with me. I said, you know what? To myself, I said, man, from here on out, I'm just going to do stuff that count. And one day, the end of 2016, I was thinking of uh, what hashtag I want to drop. 
and that I always stuck in the back of my head, like, man, what you doing on count? I said, you know what? I'm going to make moves that count. And January 2017, I dropped Make Moves That Count. So mm-hmm. that's how it came about, though. Mm-hmm. So Make Moves That Count come from a place of, man, where I was disappointed because somebody that I actually gave a damn about, you know, was telling me what I give a damn about don't count. So I was right. like, you know what, from, from here on in life, I'm just going to make moves that count. And isn't that something how from, I guess, bad experiences we have with life with people how good things come out of that in the end and it may not seem like that at the time but but do you understand what i'm trying to it say it happens i know you've gone through bad that. experiences I, what am i saying is you keep the meat and throw away the bone the bad experiences there's meat in there you know mm-hmm. there's always going to be meat in a bad experience but if you keep the bone with the meat mm-hmm. then you're gonna stay emotionally unhealthy you're gonna like be jacked up mentally you're gonna be mad bitter whatever you know what i'm saying you mm-hmm. won't be able to make moves that count you'll definitely be stuck in the mood that you made so exactly so you're making moves that count and you're consistently doing it and you know i know around this time last year you were engaged we were celebrating your engagement in my birthday party <laughs> because that was the announcement because I had the first birthday party ever last year for Locked and Loaded. It was really nice. Had a good time. And we were also announcing Mike's engagement. So what's going on with that? Man, I'm not engaged no more. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were scheduled to get married uh, last year at the, uh, towards the end of last year, but it didn't happen. So... It didn't happen. So, like, I'm definitely, I didn't get married. So, we just had a party for your birthday. Okay. Well, it's over. You all right? You good now? I'm good. I'm good. I was good when we we had our hash out. Okay. Okay. I'm good. Super good. Gucci, man. You know Pisces need love. Pisces does need love and attention. Companionship. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, you have that. I have companionship. Okay. Uh, I have a situation. I'm dating. So, like... (laughs) Mm-hmm. I guess the, the 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 technical American word for it is dating. Courting, <laughs> dating. We dating. use dating. I'm um, dating. Um, okay, you seem happy, Mike. You I, seem I'm, much better. I'm in better. a really good space, man. I can tell. I'm in a really good space. This person is amazing. Like, I made a post yesterday. I was like, man, uh, uh, what my what did John say? It said, because uh, I meant it from my soul too. It said, don't <laughs> underestimate the power. Uh, that's in the gift of goodbye. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about, like, my life again. You know, around your birthday, you start thinking about your life and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I was <laughs> like, man, the power of goodbye is a gift. It is. Because everybody can't say goodbye. But the reason I made that post is a part two to that post is because if you don't, if you don't really, like, stick or, like, operate the gift of goodbye – Mm-hmm. You have missed the gift and hello. So I like had to just really just be thankful that I had the power of goodbye because of the power on the other side that was just hello. So mm-hmm. like the goodbye was like dang, but this hello was like wow, wow. Like, I like dang. that, Mike. Like, so okay, that joint that joint hit me like it hit me like a ton of bricks just like that. Being that you are a Pisces, um, you know, music, we love music. Pisces, I know we're crazy about music. And you are a musician. Tell everybody on the podcast your background with music. My background with music is pretty interesting. I grew up in a musical family. I played drums at church growing up. I really wasn't, like, trying to pursue 
music, a music career because I was football. So I was captain of the football team. I had these dreams to go to the NFL. But, uh, man, my family was very musical talented. And, uh, man, brothers played, sing, aunts uh, sing, cousins sing. Like, mama played a little organ a little <laughs> bit, you know. Uh, so, like, I was always around music. I think, like, my senior year in high school, I started playing drums for a gospel artist here. Now, that, that seemed kind of fun. When I figured out that I wasn't going to go to college on a football scholarship, then music became more enticing. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like my father. Like, I, I got this natural talent. Let me see what it could do, where it can take me. So I've uh, been blessed to record. I've been blessed to travel with people and play uh, professionally. Uh, I've been blessed to move to different cities. I moved to Atlanta and did a lot of things there. Musically, I've been blessed to be in the studio with like a lot of artists. I started a band with uh, me and two of my best friends a couple years back. Like, man, it's been over 10 years now. We started a band here in the city where we, uh, man, we broke away from the, the community choir, the, the gospel thing because— And went secular. Yeah, we went secular because I mean, hell, like <laughs> it ain't a much of a difference in the in the mm. character at hand. It's not. It's not much of a difference in the Why character. Why do you say that? Because man, a lot of things that a lot of my wild stories come from the gospel side. Whoa, <laughs> a lot of my wild stories come from the gospel, and that's side. just the truth. That's just the, that's just the gospel truth. Mm. Just the gospel truth. But so I um, started. When we started a band, we kind of like all had this big idea we was going to move to Atlanta. And only two of us went for us being there as a band that kind of changed some things. But, man, just as an independent musician, it exposed me to a lot of stuff. So I came back home and uh, started my own band because one about hired me for gigs. I was gone. So, like, everybody had already had their people. So I was like, man, folks ain't calling me for a gig. Bet. I ain't going to trip about it no more. I'm going to become the gig. Okay, so that's, that's how, how I came about with my band. That's how I came about with the show. Mm-hmm. It was like, man, like I'm just going to do what I know to do, which mm-hmm. is music. Mm-hmm. And it was a hustle. It was a hustle because I know that's not my number one passion. A lot of people would think the music is my number one passion. But actually, my passion is this community work. My passion is for young people, youth, man, seeing lives change. I really have a desire to, like, go all over the world speaking, like, life into the hearts of young people. And uh, music is just a talent. And mm-hmm. I turned it to a hustle because I needed money. It became, like, a, another platform for me to do what I do. So mm-hmm. I started a band, and the band got gigs, and the gigs got more gigs. But you know what? Since I've been working with you with Locked and Loaded, I've met a lot of the top entertainers in Memphis. We talking about um, Courtney Little, Karen Brown, yep, Devin Crutcher, yes, Lord. Miss Izzy, yes, Chris J. I mean, and they all fool with you, right? You the man. No, you could get any of them to come and perform on a Locked and Loaded, right? Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I would like to say so. I would like to say that I'm favored. A lot of people, man, I don't, I, I don't do bad business. Number one, and number two, just like I guess people like me. It's funny. Like one of my uh, colleagues in the work that we do texts me today because I was sending everybody a, uh, a flyer about the show we got coming up. And she was like, man, everybody like Mike. I was like, man, well, I got some enemies out there for sure. 
she's like, no, nah, man, your name in the city is like, like really good. It's always good things to follow. So that's a blessing to have because a, it's a doggy dog city. B, you gotta have thick skin in this business, even locally. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. C, you gotta man, you gotta definitely like prove yourself to be worthy of people to fool with you. Okay. You know so. I would like to say I'm blessed because those <laughs> folks that you name, man, Karen, Karen is on the show Sunday. Mm-hmm. According to Little Man, we've done shows, we've done gigs together. He got his his hot song out, Kugel. Baby, you know what I'm saying? Hey, did you see the Kugel, video? Honey, hey, like, hey, you should have seen the video that he just posted on I Facebook. I did. <laughs> he liked them Kugel shaking that hey, butt out. Hey, that man, that man got the hot song coming out, man. Uh, Devin, I play with Devin, mm-hmm. man. You almost, know, Devin is gonna be at our Cognac Cards and Cigars. Yeah, so we'll be there. You. We'll be there. So, like, you know, Devin is, man, we smashing cities. I mean, like, so it's it's Mm -hmm. good to say that those people fool with me. Mm -hmm. And then, man, I can't leave out, like, Carlos, Chris J. Carlos Strong, you know, Chris J. uh, Izzy. Izzy Mm -hmm. is an up-and-coming artist that's, man, you know, it's just going to be a matter of time Mm for she pop. So there's a lot of people, a lot of artists who has messed with Locked and loaded, Carmen Hicks, Bird Everybody. Williams. Man. Bird. If I get the name and folks, man, it's just like, I can't. And the list even, will go on and on. Yeah, with Jerome Chisholm, you know what yes. I'm saying? And the funny thing, me, Carlos Strong, Jerome Chisholm, Jonathan Rayborn, and we had a variety of keyboard players, uh, yes, Josh we do. Campbell, but we are. Uh, we the band that I was talking about earlier. We started a band. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, One Accord was the name of the band. So I had the luxury of growing up with, like, Carlos and Jerome, like mm. I watched them dudes become men on stage. So mm-hmm. like, it's like there's a lot of other artists out there. Angie P, Tamara mm-hmm. Jones, Munger. Mm-hmm. If I keep talking, I'm gonna keep thinking of people: Stephanie McCoy, Cameron Bethany, Brittany Shelby. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot it of people. It goes on and on. on and on. And you know what? Okay, I know, and we've had this conversation before about. Let's just say um, the the talent in Memphis, as far as artists in Memphis, you know, some of them do a lot of cover songs, you know, and and we kind of changed the show up a little bit. I know you wanted more of their original music to be heard, you know, kind of talk to some of that and, and your thoughts on you wanting to see Memphis artists with more original music. I think. Honestly, the best example I can put out right now is Courtney Little. Like, I am so happy for that brother. The reason being, man, that man is pushing his own music like he pushed everybody else's music when he performed, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that here, the artists, man, like singers who who sing in the club, we we play everywhere. We, uh, man, do all the parties, all the receptions, corporate parties, so on and so forth. We doing what we got to do to eat, right? But I feel like, man, just as much energy that we put into making the next man a check, you know what I'm saying? You got to put into your own self. And I feel like if Memphis artists just really just start pushing their own music, and, and, and the, you know, it's a saying that say, man, Memphis don't support Memphis. You know, it's a curse over Memphis, da, 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 so on and so forth. That was true, but it's a change in the guard. You know what I'm saying? So, like, there's no excuse, like, especially with social media, especially with technology, especially in this day and era where it's, you can make it, man. Look at Chance the Rapper. Like, we had this conversation the other night. Like, oh, uh, 
the chances that people like Chance, you know, independent. I said, man, you just got to look at their grind, though. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact of the matter is they grind. They grind, and they got a product, and they pushing it. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem here is, uh, A, a lot of singers don't have product. B, if they got product, they not pushing it. And right now, I got to give the kudos to definitely, I got to give it to Courtney Little because that man got a product. That man pushing that joint. And like, man, like, I hope you keep it up because, man, that's what it's going to take. It's not going to take, man. Everybody know Frank and Beverly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we can't do nothing to help Frank before I let you go song be anything. You know what I'm saying? We right. can't do nothing to help a Shaka Khan song right now. They already hits. But what we can do, we could get a song from Memphis and we all can rally behind that joint and push the living crap out of it. Mm-hmm. So, that's that's the pro- that's my pet peeve with these artists here. Amazing talent. I put Memphis artists and singers and musicians up against anybody in mm-hmm. the in the world. Mm-hmm. Amazing talent, but I don't know. Everybody comfortable. So. Comfortable. Something about being comfortable and and trying to step out of the box and do something different. Because I think a lot of people are maybe scared. What if they don't like it? Um, you know, what if they don't show no love? Things like that. But, if but they who don't try, gives a damn? Though? Like, who cares? Right. Who cares? Now, that's what you said. You know, we may feel like that, but that may be something that's, that's limiting some of the artists. That's the mentality we got to take. They got to right. be like, and I'm telling the artists, if y'all are listening, you have to have the mentality of who cares. I don't care because guess what? A, the truth of the matter is everybody not going to like your music. So, number one, you, again, take the meat, throw away the bone. Okay. The people that like your music then the ones you push your music to. Then the ones you, everybody got a fan base. People particular about what they like anyway. So, like, mm-hmm. I may not like your song, but the person next to me may do. Just because you didn't get my sale, but you may get his and hers mm-hmm. and hers. But we be, you can't be scared thinking about this one nigga who don't like your music. Right. Like, man, whatever. <laughs> like, so, you got me turned in this joint. Right, right. I mean, I mean, artists, you're listening to the podcast. Just keep putting your music out there. I mean, take risks. Be creative. You know, don't worry about who's not going to like it. If you don't put it out there, you'll never know. You'll never know. And do it for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Do it for you. It's true. Now, Mike, tell us what's going on this Sunday at Locked and Loaded. Locked and Loaded Sunday. We celebrating your birthday. We celebrate my birthday just like we celebrated yours. Only difference is there's no engagement attached to it. No, so, I can't locked and loaded Sunday. Uh, my 35th birthday is like a really good show, man. I got like four hitters. <laughs> Every set is going to be a hitter. You know what I'm saying? You got Izzy. Like I said earlier, she's like this. It's just a matter of time before her energy alone going to take her to the next level. You got Devin. You know what I'm saying? And everybody know what Devin going to do. And we going, we cranking up. I'm going to tell you something, a pause right here. Lately, when we've been gigging with Devin, every time we finish, the DJ have no room to do nothing. Like, I'm talking about. Because Devin can ride it out. We be going for it. <laughs> we've been going for blood lately, as we would say. Then you got, uh, so Hard Hitters Band, my original band, I got my original singers, Cameron Bethany and Brittany And Shelby. I'm looking forward to seeing like, man, them. So we, 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 man, that's, that, that is, that's special. That's a special moment. Karen. So like, we finna, it's gonna be good. And then we got the queen. The illustrious. <laughs> the queen. Karen Brown, for <laughs> sure. 
Karen Brown. So like I man, so I'm I'm putting this out there. Y'all, you will be the first to hear this. I'm gonna get uh my boy is gonna be just in. I'm gonna drop the announcement sometime in the morning. Uh, Ashton London is gonna open up the show okay, though. Okay, Ashton, sure. I know Ashton. So, he gonna open up the show, man. It's gonna be a good show. Ina Esco is hosting. My dog DJ Chuch is on the main ones and twos, and the band is like a mixture of of my past and my now. Mm-hmm. So like Jonathan Rayborn is my best friend. Me, him, and Carlos. Again, I can tell you, it's wrong. We started one accord. I'm saying so, but Jonathan is still in my top three bass players for sure. He in my top three phone calls. So he's playing bass. And you have Claude Hines. Mm -hmm. When I got back to Memphis from Atlanta, we linked up with the hard hitters. And man, we've been like rocking with each other ever since. You got Eric Mackey. Eric has been the first guitar player to ever start a Lock the Loaded. He maybe missed a couple of them. Uh, one, he was on a cruise ship, you know, mm-hmm. and well, anytime he missed it because he had somewhere to be, you know, but like Eric has always been that guy, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, on guitar. And then you got Scotty Brown, who I currently hey. play with everywhere. So like the band is lit. Stephanie McCoy is background and Terrica Clayton is background. So okay. the show, we put together a show, is a show for sure. I know. We're going to have a really good time this Sunday. Now, Mike, I want to just thank you for being my guest for Episode 8 of Verbally Effective, my good Pisces friend. I want you to tell everybody how they can get in touch with Michael Mosby and the whole Make Moves That Count experience. Man, you can follow me on Instagram at Mike Mosby. Mosby is M-O-S-B-Y. Mike is Mike, M-I-K-E. So at Mike Mosby uh, on Facebook Michael Mosby, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-M-O-S-B-Y. And then you can actually, like, uh, follow Raising the Bar to RTB Mentoring on Instagram. And then you can go to our website because I'm about to drop a lot of things about Make Moves That Count on there. That's www.rtbmemphis.com. And that's where you can follow us, man. Like, if when you see the donate button, don't hesitate, donate. If you donate to a, an amazing cause, we out here seeing lives change for real. So, like, man, that's what you could do. All right, Mike, thanks a lot, and thanks for the work that you do in our community. All in our community. The future is in you. Trying to raise boys to men. We raising the bar. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Aim high to the stars. 